I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host, and this is going to be a little bit shorter podcast than what you're used to because last week was pretty long. And there wasn't honestly a whole lot of news that I found to be super interesting. So this is going to be a shorter one. But the funny thing is about short podcasts, and when I record short podcasts, is they end up taking as long as the longer podcast because I continually screw up. Um, I have this mush mouth disease where I can't pronounce words and I'm stuttering. Not to mention just when I yammer on and on and on about something like I'm doing right now. So, yeah. So this is uh, this is like take six. So let's get on to some things that I like. Let's start with something really cool. There is a book series called Necroscope uh, from Brian Lumley. And um, I've been doing a lot of work driving back and forth from the new house to the old house, doing a lot of work on both houses, trying to get it kind of uh, get it to the point where the buyer wants the old house um, because they had some things that needed to be fixed, nothing that was big. And then um, also trying to get our house situated because I've talked to four plumbers. They all think the other plumber's an idiot. And I'm starting to think that they're all right. Um, If you're a plumber, I apologize, but uh, everybody has a different idea. as to how to fix it, and nobody's fixing it. They're just like, well, okay, thanks, see you later. Okay, I I guess I'll just continue having this plumbing problem. Anyway, um, so I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks lately, and or podcasts too, but one of the uh, audiobooks I was listening to is this Necroscope, which is, uh, it starts off about like the, like the, kind of like in the 60s and stuff where they had the the supernatural uh, departments where the people like in the United States, they had ESP and they were supposed to, they were supposed to know what was going on in the other side of the world. Well, every country apparently had this. And uh, so it's based on a little bit of truth in that they, the government experimented with this, but it's, it's very much fiction. So the main characters are a uh, British boy and who eventually becomes a man and a Russian guy who's actually a necromancer, which that'll be all explained in the book. He's also a vampire. The whole book is very good. Um, 
the overall arc of the story is like meh, but the author does such a good job going and uh, uh, telling the story of the characters and the history of the characters. That's really what makes the book interesting. The arc, where they're going, to me is like, well, that sounds neat, uh, but ultimately it's it's the characters. And when he talks about these characters, especially in the second book, which is called Vampire or Vampiri, something like that, um, who the guy who was the um the bad guy kind of in the first book uh, really comes out in the second book with his history and things like that. And it's, it's so fascinating. Anyway, I won't drone on about that anymore, but I highly suggest that I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, the second thing that I like is this show because it is the second year anniversary of kilowatt. Actually, August 5th was, but we're doing the podcast today. So I'm, I'm, if I could just take a moment, I'm very proud that I've been doing a podcast for two years. That is not something that is super easy to do. And uh, I'm really happy that this is something, uh, it brings me a lot of joy to do this. And I'm very appreciative of everybody who has come along from the people who have been there in the very early days, all the way up into uh, the, uh, we had a massive influx of downloads this week. So I appreciate everybody who sticks around from that massive influx of downloads. And I also appreciate everybody who's been there from the very early on because it really does make a difference. And I, I appreciate our Patreon supporters too, for sure. I don't want to leave anyone out here, but thank you very much. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know, very emotional. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Uh, listening to the show, I'm hitting things because uh, when I get emotional or nervous, I get fidgety. Anyways, so we're gonna have a contest, uh, two year anniversary of this show, and on a little, a little bit of a darker side, uh, it's coming up on the one year anniversary of my dad dying. So uh, as things you know happen, your subconscious kind of just starts floating to that uh, person that you lost. And uh, my dad really likes space, so I decided to um, give away something that's space-related. So I'm going to give away a SpaceX Dragon mug. I'll put a link in the show notes. This thing is really super cool looking. Um, I wish I would have bought one for myself because uh, then I wouldn't have to pay the the shipping fee twice. But whatever, I didn't buy one for myself, so here we are. But, uh, so if you're interested in winning that, there are two ways to do it. One's going to cost you some money and the other one's not going to cost you anything. Uh, the first way is become a Patreon supporter at, uh, patreon.com forward slash kilowatt at any level. It doesn't matter. It could be a dollar. It could be $3 or $5. Any level you become a member, you get an entry in. And if you don't want to do that, that's fine. Leave a review. Um, if you leave a review on iTunes, that really really, really helps out the show. And uh, as a kind of a, a coincidence, uh, on August 5th, Tesla 1959 wrote a review. And I'm not knocking this person because it's, it seems like an honest review. So um, don't think that I'm knocking them. I'm not making fun of them or anything like that. I'm not calling them out because there are some uh, good points in this. 
but uh, they go on to say, what a dour and cynical show. Says something negative, then what do I know? Actually, I had to turn it off. Just a constant aphasic search for ne negativity, which uh, eh, I don't know that that's true. But I do know that a couple of weeks ago we had some shows and uh, it seemed like everything was negative. And I made comments on that. I was like, man, I, things need to pick up because everything just seems so dark and gloomy. But in general... I think I'm a pretty positive person, and I think I'm pretty supportive of Tesla, Elon, and the whole EV and uh, renewable energy movement, but I care, and I care, so I'm going to be critical of the things that I care about so that they continue to be better, um, not in a a mean way, but in a loving way. I want I want things to succeed. I want electric cars. There want there to be more electric cars. I want there to be affordable electric cars. Um, you know, I'm not going to go out and buy a $47,000 model three base at this point. It's just not going to happen, but I might be able to afford, you know, a 30 ish thousand dollar Kona electric, um, if it's cool enough. So it's just kind of one of those things. Um, so I apologize if I've been negative lately, but, uh, yeah. Mason also had one that gave a nice review saying helpful review of the news and gave five stars. So thanks, Mason. That really that really balanced out the uh the the other one. <laughs> anyway, uh so my goal is always to make podcasts better. So my podcast better. Um so you leave a review and I want you to leave an honest review on iTunes. You doesn't have to be positive. You can Talk about how, you know, what an idiot I am and I am a mush mouth idiot. Talk about that all day. It's fine. Uh, just as long as you find it to be honest. And you can, you know, insult me and, uh, or not insult me, critique me. And win a really cool SpaceX Dragon Cup. So just to recap, you can go to kilowatt.com or you can go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt if you would like to, um, have an entry that way, or you can go to iTunes and leave a review, or you can do both, quite honestly. And I think you could leave a review on Google Podcasts if you don't have iTunes. Um, Stitcher, although not very many people listen to Stitcher of this, on this show, but um, if wherever you can leave a review, iTunes helps out the most, to be honest with you. So, And if you want two entries, do both. Oh, and every patron so far... You're entered, so don't worry about it. Um, unless you want to leave a review. Okay, I'm going to take a quick drink of water here. Okay, thank you. Throat's getting dry. So first up, Fred Lambert from Electric. Let's talk about the Kona Electric. The, the Kona Electric is a, a car from Hyundai. And so far... Um, they've built, yeah, I think they've built like two or 3000 of these things and half of them are going to Norway at this point. Um, and the other half are staying in South Korea. Uh, but Norway, according to Hyundai, Norway has over 20,000 reservations for the Kona, which is very impressive. Um, just a re quick review. What we know about the Kona so far is it's going to have two battery pack sizes, the short range, which is, uh, 300 kilometers or 186 miles 
and the long range, which is 470 kilometers or 292 miles. Um, the price in Norway is going to be 325,900 kroner, or that equals to be about $40,000. So far, we haven't heard what the ultimate price will be in other markets yet, but it's probably pretty close to that. Um, can't imagine that it's too different. Uh, the Kona EV is what I think an excellent alternative to what Tesla is offering. And if they can make it, if they can get these cars to other parts, of the world and not even the United States. I won't be US centric here, but if they can get these cars to other parts of the world, I really think Hyundai is going to have a successful product on their hands. But as it is right now, um, they're only planning on producing 30,000 Kona electric EVs per year. And that is going to mean um, if Norway already has 20,000 reservations, it's going to be awful hard uh, for other countries to get that car short of driving to Norway and uh, picking one up and then driving it to whatever other European country you live in, that general area. So, or South Korea for that matter. Okay, next one up, um, Fred Lambert from Electric. Nikola Motors. So, this is the company that's suing Tesla because it looks the Tesla semi looks too much like their truck, their semi truck, which I don't think it looks hardly anything like their semi truck. So I'm not sure where they came up with that, but they've raised a hundred million dollars to help bring hydrogen semi trucks to the market. Um, that's half of the 200 million series C round. They're hoping to close this month. Um, I'm excited about this because I want to see more people uh, doing this kind of stuff. Hydrogen is a little, um, basically it's an electric car that powers, the hydrogen powers um, the electric motor. And then, you know, it's not a car, it's a semi-truck in this case. And then, you know, the exhaust is a little bit of water and off you go. Um, I have mixed feelings on if this is a good idea or not, but ultimately it doesn't really matter what I think because they are, uh, they're doing it. And, uh, what the money's going to be used for is they're going to build a 150,000 square foot manufacturing plant in Buckeye, Arizona, and they're going to move their headquarters to Arizona as well. I'm not sure if their, their headquarters is going to be in Buckeye because Buckeye is kind of, it's a great community. Um, but it's kind of out, um, that, you know, it kind of goes from Phoenix heading west on the I-10. It goes Tolleson, which is a tiny community, Avondale, Goodyear, and then Buckeye's kind of further out than that. So depending, and Buckeye's a huge area. I think it's it's square, uh, square miles is bigger than the city of Phoenix. So depending on where they're putting it, it wouldn't necessarily make a lot of sense to put the headquarters way out there, but maybe um, kind of depends on what they're looking to do. Something that's interesting is Anheuser-Busch uh, has ordered a guaranteed order of 800 of these trucks, which is, I think that's insane. Um, when you think they're probably going to be, I don't, I can't remember if we found a price on this yet, but I'm going to guess they're going to be in the $250,000 range. 
and that's you know easy um maybe 180 to 250 um i'll have to fact check that anyway um that's a but that's a lot of money for uh nikola motors uh, they're setting up a hydrogen filling station network. Uh, they only have 14 by 2021, but I don't know it. I don't think they're going to have their trucks out before then. So it's probably okay as they build this out. Uh, there's a lot of polarizing opinions on whether or not hydrogen trucks are a good idea or not. And whether or not the battery power trucks like the Tesla's doing Thor and, um, I think Cummings and Peterbilt also have their own version of an electric truck. Whether those are good ideas or not. Um, ultimately, I think the more choice, the better. So if it, it may not be a good idea for UPS to have this hydrogen-powered truck, but it might be a great idea for Anheuser-Busch. So it kind of depends on what you're looking at, at doing and what you're trying to accomplish. So I'm, I'm really glad they're in the market. I know that, you know, they, they have the, the unfortunate name of Nikola when Tesla already had Tesla. So that's kind of like a thing that you're like, Oh, it's a copycat and they're suing Tesla. And a lot of people like Tesla. Um, but if Tesla violated, uh, you know, their trade dress, I guess, you know, they should get some money out of it. I don't think they did, honestly. Um, but that's not for me to decide. That's for the courts to decide. So let's talk about the news because there's been a big story in, in the news this week, and it's kind of dwarfed over everything else out there. Cause Tesla announced that they're going to offer 14 day free autopilot trials, trial periods, um, you know, there's some other Tesla news, but this really dwarfed it. And that was that Elon announced on Twitter this week that he was thinking of taking Tesla private and buying out current shareholders at $420 a share, which I think is a 20% increase over what the share price was at that time, uh, which is pretty good. Um, Elon also announced that he has the, fi the funding already lined up. So... Um, it would cost whoever's funding this somewhere between 70 and $82 billion. Now there's, there's some play in that and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, what, but when I read this, when he announced it, I was like, Oh, Reed Hastings did something like this on Facebook. And I think he got into a little bit of trouble. Reed Hastings is the CEO of Netflix. And I thought he got into a little bit of trouble with the sec because you have to be very careful on how you announce things and where you announce things um, and what forum you use it to announce when you're the CEO of the company because you don't want to be accused of manipulating the market or uh, 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 creating some sort of fraud. And part of the problem with Elon's uh, Twitter account is that Elon, you know, prides himself on being a bit of a joker. So you don't know if this is a serious... Um, a serious tweet or a joking tweet it's it's hard to tell it turns out it was serious but uh, because of that where does the sec uh where do they where does that fall it kind of looks like it's not against the law and i'm sure or that he didn't violate any sec rules and i'm sure elon went over it with the lawyers prior to sending out the tweet or i'd like to think that i'm sure that elon went over it with the lawyers he may not have 
but the stock instantly started going up and the stock market had to suspend trading um, and let everything kind of cool off and get all the information out there before uh, resuming trading the next day. But um, yeah, the SEC is going to look into it and see if the if Elon violated any um, rules. I know that they do have a um, social media rule, so it may not be something that he violated. So, um, and the Tesla board said it's been it spent the last few weeks looking into whether uh, going private makes sense or not. Uh, one of the cool things is that shareholders uh, will be invited to to tag along if the company goes pregnant pr private. So if you are a shareholder and you don't want to be bought out at $420, then you are you have the option of going in um, and being a uh, private uh, stockholder. Like I have stock in Legion M. Uh, it's private. It's a company that makes uh, movies and TV shows and things like that. I don't have very much. I have like 14 shares or seven shares or something like that. But I do have some because I wanted to say that I owned a, mo I owned a movie studio and that was the, the fewest share amount of shares that I could buy at the time. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, so the shareholders, the current shareholders are allowed if they want to, to come along. And typically how this works is every six months or so, there's a certain time period when those shareholders can say, okay, I'm done, I'm out. And uh, they can sell their shares to somebody waiting to buy new, sh you know, their shares in the company. So it's kind of like, um, it's, it's not the end of the world for shareholders, but uh, in, in one way, it kind of limits what they can do and ties their hands a little bit. So let's see. Uh, what I did, oh, and the shareholders will have to approve this. So if they don't, uh, if the shareholders don't approve it, they stay public. So it's all up to the shareholders. So I, I kind of made a list of why. Why would you want to do this? And some of these things, I was reading a lot, a ton. I'll put all the articles in the show notes. I read a ton on this, and they all kind of say the same thing. Um, but why would you want to do this? Why would you want to go private? One of the things that came up, and I'll, we'll talk about whether I believe this or not, is Elon um, is a human being, and dealing with negative press uh, when it is or isn't valid is very difficult. And, uh, you know, just put my negative review up there. It takes me a couple breaths to be like, okay, let's process this the right way and not the wrong way. So doing that, um, Elon is under con Elon and Tesla is they're under constant scrutiny. Some of this is brought on Elon brings on himself, and some of it's uh, fair criticism, and some of it, some of it's very unfair criticism and hit pieces. So going private would minimize this because it wouldn't eliminate it. Because of course. Uh, we still live in the same world that we lived in yesterday. It's not going to eliminate the haters. Um, I don't know if this is going to eliminate that. Um, Elon's still on Twitter doing whatever Elon does on Twitter. 
uh, Tesla is still a very interesting company that a lot of people are going to follow and things are going to leak out. Things leak out now in their public company. They're going to leak out even more when they're private and trying to hold things a little closer to the vest. So I don't necessarily think this stops anything um, in terms of dealing with the negative press or the negativity uh, by random people on Twitter and things like that. So I just don't think that that's necessarily a... Um, Sorry, it felt like somebody was standing behind me and there's nobody behind me. I've got the goosebumps right now. I don't think that's necessarily a thing that uh, is going to stop the negative negativity because hate is going to hate. Hate, 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 hate. Listen to Shake It Off with my kids this morning in the car. They love that song. I'm not a big fan of it. Moving on. Um, yeah. And as far as Elon goes and people coming at him on Twitter like I understand this I completely understand why you would want to lash out at people like that I have a very quick temper and I've talked about this before and I talked about it last week the more tired I am and the more stressed out I am the more cold and direct my tone of voice and and my demeanor tends to be I'm going to try to taper this because I know when I'm going into this mood that I'm not going to be pleasant. Uh, so I try and, and, and pull this back. But occasionally I will say something that sounds mean and uh, uh, hurtful. And really, I never really intend to be mean and hurtful. So um, I'm a pretty caring person, so... I mean, I might tease somebody about something that they might be sensitive about, um, which is typically people I work with, because they tease us. It's a thing you do as, as firefighters, whatever that sensitive thing is. Like if you're going through a divorce, uh, you're going to have however many people are in the firehouse. After you know they give you love and support, they're going to rip on you for going through a divorce. Whatever your most... Your, your, your worst moments in life are they're going to rip on you and it's done out of love. And I take it out of love. And so do they. So most of the time. So like barring that kind of a situation, when that happens, I just have to apologize. But Elon, these things come up. He has already admitted that he's been tired and things like that. He, he lashes out. And maybe it's valid or maybe it's not valid. It doesn't really matter. And then rarely, if ever, there is there an apology. So, um, and it kind of, it, it, it festers in the news and things like that. So, uh, moving on. Uh, the next thing would be to get rid of short, short sellers. I don't know exactly what a short seller is. Um, I know based on news things that I read that they're manipulating stock markets uh, like uh, certain stocks. So with like a flood of negative news, so the price drops and then they buy it. And then once that negative news goes away, it gets a little higher and then they sell it. And to the best of my knowledge, that's what a short seller is. I could com be completely wrong on this. And my kids might be able, my five-year-old kids might be able to tell you give you a better example of what a short seller is, but that's how I understand it. So going private would likely get rid of some, if not all of these short sellers. 
Um, Elon has been pretty hard on short, short sellers in the past. Um, he doesn't like the way that, first of all, he doesn't like anybody that is doesn't believe in the company and isn't in for the long term. And then he doesn't like the way that things are being manipulated, this, how Tesla's stock is being manipulated. And I, I, I can't really blame the guy. Um, the problem is, is this is kind of how the stock market goes. So if you're going to be on it, it's what you got to deal with, which is why he's considering taking it private. Um, I'm sure that there might be a couple of short sellers that hang in there uh, just to kind of see, you know, maybe they might sell three quarters of their stock, but then they'll hang in for the rest of the 25% just to kind of see uh, what happens, you know, um, on the inside. Maybe, maybe not, who knows. Um, but I, I, this to me would be, there's two things, this one and, and, uh, kind of the next one would be the reason to do this is, uh, when you have constant chatter, negative chatter around you, it's, it really is exhausting. And if they really are manipulating, again, I don't know anything about stock market or short sellers, but if they really are manipulating the stock, uh, for their own gain, first of all, I don't know how that's legal, and because it seems like stock manipulation to me. And second of all, um, I can I completely see why you would want to get away from that. Cause that could be a very frustrating thing, especially when you're trying to work through a lot of problems like Tesla is. Which leads me to the next thing: is they can concentrate on the long term rather than quarter by quarter, because the stock market doesn't care what you are going to do in five years. They want to know what you did this last quarter and the best example of that is like way back in the day when apple was making rep record profits they weren't making as much as the stock market thought they should make so the price stock price would go down but amazon made 30 million dollars off of you know however many billions of dollars of revenue they did and the stock market goes up because they made 30 million dollars so <clears throat> that's another thing it's just expect weird expectations. They can just kind of throw those weird expectations out the window and they can do what they're going to do uh, without having anybody breathing down their necks in terms of stock analysts and things like that. Um, but the, th the, 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 the counter to this is Amazon, Jeff Bezos and the executives at Amazon, they thought long-term. And they're like, well, nope, we're going to take all of our money. We're going to invest it back in our company. Yep, we're going to share our server, uh, our proprietary server stuff, and we're going to sell it back. Yeah, we're going to put ads on our website that don't belong to Amazon uh, for other services. And you know what? In the long run, it's paid off for Jeff Bezos. But he has always, and the, the executive staff, they've always looked towards um, uh a future when uh, Amazon is going to be very profitable and not quarter to quarter because they invested back in their company. So initially Tesla IPO to raise capital, which is what all companies do because <laughs> you got to have that extra capital to move to that next phase. And then also you got to pay like this, the investors, they want that payoff. Um, somebody invests in you early on. They want that IPO because once they get that stock and it gets high enough, they can sell it and uh, reap their rewards. Um, but when Tesla IPO'd, they, they 
did it to raise capital. And I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that did it, that invested in Tesla throughout the years because they want to make money. But there are a, there's probably a large percentage, not a majority, but a large percentage of people who invested in Tesla because they bought into the vision. And because they bought into the, the vision and they want to help Tesla with their mission to um, electrify cars. Man, I keep feeling like there's somebody behind me. It's freaking me out. Sorry. Um, I get all these goosebumps. Um, because this is their mission um, and people bought into that, it's kind of, and I'm saying kind of, it's kind of crappy to say, okay, well now in the next few quarters where we're looking to be profitable, let's talk about taking the company private. Um, and I realize that Elon's going to, uh, and Tesla's going to bring along the people who want to come along on, on the private Tesla ride. Uh, but that's going to secure, that's going to severely handcuff those investors to only be able to exercise their, their, their rights their, to sell their stock a couple of times a year. And I don't know, that seems unseemly to me. Um, and, you know, the people that bet on you, they got you there. The little people, not not like people who are like activist investors and all those kind of people, but the little people who believed in you. Um, this seems like you're tying their hands a little bit, and that's a little unseemly to me. But maybe, and I don't, I don't, again, I don't know anything about this stuff. Maybe this is going to be better for the the stockholders. I don't know. Um, and I think companies, I. Th- pretty sure this is one of the reasons that Facebook IPO'd or maybe it was Twitter but uh, one of the reasons that I was reading about was that at a certain point once your company gets to a certain size you still have to make you still have to file paperwork with the SEC Um, I don't think that that has to be public um, but I think you still have to file certain paperwork with the SEC but uh I would look into that. Don't take, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Um, this next reason is a good one too. Privately correcting issues inside the company. Tesla is a huge company, and by and large, it seems like they've grown from from Model S to Model X. The company grew quite a bit, and then Model X ramping up to Model Three. You know, they bought um, more companies. They bought. Um, uh, they built the Gigafactory. They have the Panasonic, which Panasonic may run uh, the Gigafactory too. But there's probably Tesla employees there as well. It got to be a very big company very fast. And uh, Tesla's made some layoffs. Um, and they've had some negative press about the company's organization, which the company's addressed. Um, they've had some labor issues, some safety issues. And we'll leave out the Martin Tripp stuff with industrial espionage or, or whistleblowing, depending. Um, but going private would allow them to kind of, to go into a little bit of a vacuum and correct their, um, get their house in order, I guess. That's what the right way to say that would be. Um, Going private would make it so that Tesla's goals and financial or otherwise delivery goals or whatever, those are all private. They don't have to tell you. They don't have to tell us. 
what if they're making their financial goals or their delivery goals or if they're having production problems they don't have to explain anything they can just say it's none of your business we're a private company go away um dell a couple of years ago was struggling and they went private to get their affairs in order and sorted out and recently dell's announced that they're thinking about going public again and when i first read about this i was like that's probably what tesla's going to do and Elon, since then, has said that he hasn't ruled out taking Tesla public again. So this gives them an opportunity to um, to kind of fix what's in-house and, and get that kind of all lined out. Because when you have a company of, I think they have like 33 or 36,000 employees, when you have a company that big, there's a lot to fix. A lot to fix. And if you're doing that under the scrutiny of... of stock analysts and stock markets and investors and media and things like that you can't you can't make the changes that you want to make without it negatively affecting affecting the stock because anytime you lay off even if it's a a group of uh people that have let's say let's say it's like third row management does the same thing as fifth row management as and they do the same thing as sixth row management so you have three layers of management you can get rid of and you get rid of all three um or you get rid of two let's say because three are doing the same job um that's going to take it that's going to be negative towards the company because it looks like you're running out of money in reality you're just eliminating um jobs that are that are um, repeating themselves like uh, they don't really they don't really need these people and I don't like to see anybody lose their job but that's just an example <sighs> so um, let's talk about funding where is Tesla gonna get this money and I came up with a list and uh, some of these things are lists that other people have had um, but these are kind of things that I was thinking about so loans Honestly, I don't know that Tesla could get between 70 and 82 billion dollars in loans. I don't think they have that much collateral. Um so I, I don't think that's going to be 100% loans. Um the next thing is is Alibaba. Uh they just invested in a company um that was called the Tesla clone or they recently, not just invested in a company that they were calling a Tesla clone the media was, but why not invest in the real Tesla if you have that opportunity? Um, Saudi Arabia, their public investment fund just invested $1.9 to $3.9 billion in Tesla stock. Uh, wouldn't be far, like Saudi Arabia could probably kick in another $20 billion or so um, and and help reach that goal, crowdfunding, you know. Tencent, also their Chinese manufacturer, they also own Tesla stock. Um, SoftBank is a company from Japan. They own Sprint um, and a bunch of other things. They're also somebody that I think might be interested in investing investing in uh, Tesla. Google and Waymo, um, even though there's kind of the same thing, Alphabet and Waymo. I heard this that okay, so Larry, Sergey, and Elon. I've heard their friends. I don't have any idea if they're friends. Um, but they would, I don't think that the Google, the people from Alphabet and Google 
are going to bail out or buy $70 billion uh, worth of Tesla just because they're friends with Elon. It doesn't, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and I'll tell you another reason why that doesn't make any sense in general, but Google and Waymo, they have their own, they have their own self-driving car technology and it's nothing like Tesla's and Tesla, Elon's already said that he thinks that Tesla's is, uh, the best and the way to go. And that using LIDAR is kind of a cheat. I don't know if it is or it isn't. And by the way, I'm really close to getting that Waymo self-driving car rider thing that's going on here in the Valley really close i just submitted my non-disclosure agreement anyway um yeah so if same thing with apple apple's got their project titan i don't think tesla's gonna want apple's money because apple and google and waymo or whoever they're gonna want to they're gonna want something for their money so they're either going to want um they're either going to want some of Tesla's um, self-driving t- technology or they're going to want to put their self-driving technology in a Tesla. And that just doesn't seem like, it doesn't make any sense to me. <coughs> Apologize, I had to get some water. It was starting to really get dry there. Um, Apple has more than enough money to just buy outright um Tesla if they wanted to but it the 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 two companies don't feel like a, a a a good fit um and it's not a merger but if somebody's investing 70 billion dollars in you you would really want them to to kind of be on the same wavelength as you um in terms of direction Amazon I've never got the idea that Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk uh, liked each other. Now I could be completely wrong, but just based based on things that I've read, it doesn't seem like they like each other. But they may they may be best friends and just give each other crap on on the internet. Um, right now, Elon owns, as far as I know, about twenty percent of the company from what I've read. So whoever puts up the rest of that money, you can be sure that Elon's going to make sure they do not mess with his major majority shareholder position in the company. So if Google comes in, they're like, hey, we'll give you the $70 billion. He's going to be like, yeah, wait a minute. Why don't you give me enough for 10% of the company? And you can have 10% of Tesla. But you can't have more than 20. Um, because it doesn't seem like Elon's going to, you know, he could potentially be um, forced out. I mean, he could be forced out now, I guess. But it'd be easier for somebody to force them out if they owned a majority of the company or a, an entity owned a majority of the company. So whoever does this, it it makes more sense um, that it's several groups of people and in investment funds or wherever they're going to get their money from um, with small percentages in the company. Um, the other thing we talked about is, uh, current Tesla stockholders can keep their stock. So that reduces the amount that, uh, Tesla has to buy back or a company coming in with the funding needs to purchase. So that $70 billion might look more like $20 billion when it's all said and done or more or less than that. Who knows? Um, 
but that would be a significant like f- fans of Tesla, I believe, are going to stick with them. I don't know what the percentage of investors are are actual fans and what are you know groups of people trying to actually make money. I mean, not the fans aren't, but when you believe in something and you put your money there, where where you believe, um, you know, it's a it, to me it's different. But uh, so how many people are going to stick around? That's going to bring that number down. Uh, and it's probably going to be significant because I think there's going to be enough people who want to stick around and support this company and to support Elon and the people at Tesla. So, but Elon's going to make sure that he continues to have that majority share. He's not going to give that up. And it would be foolish for him to give it up. So that's the show. Um, I'm pretty sure I said it was going to be a short show, and it was 43 minutes. Holy cripes. I apologize. I thought I was going to turn this, I thought I was going to minimize that screen, and it was going to be like 27 minutes, 43 minutes on this nonsense. Wow. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to me dribble on about this stuff. If you want to email me, it's Bodie. B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. If you want to support the podcast, uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt. Well, let's see. Uh, if you want to win a really cool dragon mug from SpaceX, go to uh, the, Kilo- the Patreon page and sign up to be a patron. And if you don't want to do that, uh, go to iTunes and enter in a... Uh, a review or wherever you get your favorite podcast doesn't have to be itunes and then you know send me a note saying you did it and where you did it and that would be i would really appreciate that okay and that's the whole show i hope everybody has a great week thanks so much for listening to the show to everybody um really two years uh snuck up on me and i'm very uh very honored to do the show and i'm i'm amazed that anybody listens to this show and i'm doubly amazed that we grow every month the of listeners so i really appreciate everybody who listens to the show it means a lot to me and i hope uh yeah i hope you have a really good week here comes the music here have a good week everybody Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.